0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Well, it's great to see you today. Thank you for being here. I'm very excited to be opening up this next series to you, which really is part, basically part two of the series that we came out of called The Doors Open, and, um, and that really wanted to inspire you about your own life in that, the opportunities that are set before you called open doors, and it's a wide open door, it's an effective door, and there are many adversaries, meaning you're going to have challenges as a result, because there are all kinds of things pushing against you and your success, the world, the flesh, and the devil, to name three of them, and um, so the Lord, though, has given you the victory, and so you don't get bogged down by your challenge, but no always have that mindset, the door is open. Why don't you say that to somebody next to you and tell them the door is open? It is open. It is open. Now, as I said, it sometimes that, that open door is dressed up like, op, like an obstacle or opposition, but you got to understand with the Lord, remember, He opens the doors and no one can shut them. Yeah. And He's opened the door for you to bless you in this life, to increase you. And so, that being said, now we're going to move into really our part, uh, what this means for us as a church, as a, as a corporate body here in this city and wherever the Lord has us, that this is not a chance thing. This is designed by God. What we're doing here, coming together, is God's plan yeah. so that we can accomplish, that so we know His purpose and then do our part yeah. to fulfill that purpose. Um, because every one of you here today are certainly born with it. Maybe not your parents' purpose. They might not have been planning on you coming here, maybe when you did or not intending on your existence, but God was. There's a greater, greater truth, a greater reality to your existence, and it is by divine design, divine plan. And when you become aware of that and really embrace that and the cause that that has, um, ma- has materialized as a result, then life gets bigger. Life gets better. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's so much more. And, and with understanding that God's cause in your life doesn't leave room for settling yeah. or for backing up right. or for giving up because yeah. it's always a future and a hope, yeah. a future yeah. and a hope a future, and a hope. Amen. So He's created you and uh, for this time. The reason you're here on planet Earth today is because God saw that you were the right person at the right time. And that time is now. Amen. And your part here, your place here, because the Scripture says God adds to the body as He pleases. And I, I personally believe that you're here because that's what... Pleased him to do. Yeah. That's because that's what he wanted. He brought you here. Yeah. You might have thought you were just going to go check out a church. Or, but I think what you may not have realized is that God was steering. God was pushing this. He was taking you to this place. Because not only does this place have something for you, but you have something for this place. Yeah. Yeah. Heather just recently finished this puzzle. She loves doing jigsaw puzzles. And we bought it in France last year. How many pieces was that? 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. And it's been on our table for months, (laughs) months and months and months. And it's taken her a lot of time. But she's a a patient one. And uh, she stayed motivated. And then she finally completed it last week, right, beginning of last week? Yeah, something like that. And so we were celebrating and very excited. And so I went in there to look at it, at the puzzle. And I said, Where is that missing piece? And she said, I don't know. (laughs) It's the one that got away. We tore that table up. I mean, we looked under it, we looked everywhere, and could not find that one piece. I mean, it's a great puzzle, but just had this one nagging little issue. See, when you're not here, when you're not here, we're not complete. Don't really underst- we do not really living in our, our, our full potential as a body. So understand that. Your place is, is important here. You being here is vital. Because if God brought you here, he had a reason. He had a purpose. He had a design behind it. All right? So just, uh, just to motivate you and encourage you that you came to church for more than just coming to church. I want us to take our Bibles and go to the book of Psalms chapter 90. Psalms chapter 90 and verse 12. Today, uh, these next three weeks, I've titled uh, this series, One Cause, but we're going to break it up in three parts. Our cause, which will be today. Next week will be our culture, and lastly will be our commission. Let me just give you the definition of a cause. It is a principle or an aim Or movement that because of a deep commitment, one is prepared to defend or advocate. It's powerful. A cause is a powerful thing. It's something, it's a deep conviction. It's something that moves you. It's something that motivates you. It's something that you're willing to defend and to advocate for, to speak on behalf of. Psalms chapter 90 verse 12 says this, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart. Of wisdom, teach us to number our days. The King James Version says, "Teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom." That is, that we understand that the days that we have, the days that we are living in, are a gift from God, and this is a, a capsule of time. And the Lord has has put it in 24-hour segments. And about six to eight of that, you're probably going to spend sleeping. Uh, But the rest, you're awake, and those those minutes and those hours are precious commodities. That's why the Scripture tells us to redeem the time, because it's easy to waste the time. It's easy to just kind of pass the time. But we have to redeem the the time. And and one thing that will keep you in that mindset of redeeming the time is understanding the cause. That's why we're called One Cause Church, because we are gathered around this cause. It's in our hearts. It's in our speaking. It's what motivates our ministry here. The one cause. One cause. And this says to number our teach us to number our days. Because you know, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. It does. And the older you get, the slippery it gets. Yeah. The quicker it gets. So, David says, help us to number days, day so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Understanding that this gift today is truly a gift from God. Think about it. There were some people who woke up yesterday that didn't wake up today. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You did. Yeah. Aren't you glad you're not in the hospital today? Yeah. Aren't you glad you're not in jail? Yeah. Huh? Amen. You're in the house of God. What an amazing thing. But his cause is huge, and it involves you, all of our individual lives, in a massive cause. And I believe all of us in this room today want to live our lives in the wisdom of God. Am I in the right church? Is this the right place? Right? Because stupid ain't no fun. I've been in stupid, and I I tried to get over that as quickly as possible. Right, Having the wisdom of God and knowing uh, what to do, because wisdom is that which not only teaches you and shows you a knowledge, but it is especially a knowledge that is what is ahead. Wisdom looks down the road, all right? Wisdom looks down the road, meaning that I'll make a choice here that will affect there. And if I can see what's down there, then I'll make the choice, the right choice, so I can have what's down there, all right? So here this wisdom comes to us, and, and David says, help us to apply our hearts to wisdom. See, the thing that you have that David didn't have was this ever-present, living presence of Christ in you. He, had the, he, he was an old covenant man, so that he, his relationship with God was, well, it was quite a bit up and down because the Spirit would come upon him at times, and, and as you can read throughout the Old Testament and the great stories of the Bible, the Spirit came upon Samson and he tore the lion in half. Or he picked up the gates of the city and walked out with them. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and these great things were done. But he came on them. There was no indwelling because men were not redeemed because of the fall of Adam, and that affected every one of us. But then Jesus came. The last Adam came. Praise God. The life-giving Spirit came, died for our sins, took care of that issue, was buried and rose again from the dead, and then has opened up this living experience with him, As Paul said, the mystery that was hidden from the ages now has been revealed, and that is Christ in you, Christ in you, not just with you, but in you, in you, the hope of glory. So you have a greater experience, a greater covenant uh, than what David was even speaking of. And in that covenant, the scripture says, Christ has now become wisdom for you." you. So it's not necessarily about, Lord, I need wisdom. It's about applying your heart to what you already have. Already understanding and being aware that you already have everything in Him who is in you. Well, that's good news, isn't it? What a resource, huh? And so He's so resourced you with His Son that really you have everything that you need in Him. But what is it? What cause defines or will define your life? What kind of legacy will you leave? What will you do with these days, these hours, these weeks, these months that lay before you. And the answer to this question of what is or what cause defines your life, it lies within you. It lies within you, all of you that are here today. On April 21st, 1845, a Texas army who had been running from the Mexican army since the defeat of the Alamo came upon them and They were led by Santa Ana at a place called Lynch's Ferry. Today, uh, it's now called Lynchburg Ferry. And General Sam Houston ordered that um, Vince's Bridge be blown up, leaving no way of escape for the Mexican army, which meant there was no way of escape for the Texas army either. It was victory or death. And as they went into battle, they cried. You remember the cry? Come on, Texans. Rem- remember the Allies. All right, are there any real Texans in here? I doubt they did that. Y'all, we need to remember the Alamo. It's, um, it's It's an important thing that happened. Come on, let's hear it, Texans. There we go. There you go. It was the cause. It was the cause. They sought to defeat the foes of the Alamo, but they awakened a giant. And in this battle, 630 Mexican soldiers were killed, 730 were taken prisoner, and only nine Texans were killed. The results were utterly lopsided, not because of numbers, not because of training, because we were outnumbered, not because of training necessarily or experience, but because they had a cause. When George Washington would talk about the cause of freedom, the cause of a new nation needing to be birthed, he always capitalized cause because he believed it was God's cause for people to be free and to throw off tyranny and taxation without representation. A people who are endowed by their creator huh? with certain inalienable rights that we have the right to life, to liberty. Pursuit of happiness. There are many causes in life. Many of them are good. Many of them are positive. Some of them are meaningless. Empty. But the thing about it, they're always pulling on our commitment, though. You know? They're pulling on you. How many of you got phone calls or you got stuff in the mail to support this certain cause? And I mean, everybody's raising awareness about something. We're continually raising awareness, raising awareness, raising awareness and they're pulling on your time and your money and there's family causes, there're charity causes, work causes, social causes. Many of them are good, but the cause I'm talking about today is much greater. Much greater. And when this cause is lived, it gives meaning, it gives purpose, and it gives direction to every day of your lives. And when it's embraced, it will it will make every day much more valuable and meaningful to you. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And that way affect your daily decisions. Because you are who you are and where you are today by choices that you made. You made a good choice by being here today. I'll give you that one right there. I don't know what choices you made last night, but I'm glad you came to church today. I'm glad you made a good choice of being here. Amen. Because this, this cause that we're talking about is a cause that will put your children on the pathway to success in life, yeah. to train them up a place to train them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, get them in, in a relationship with God as quickly as possible. Amen. And, and also help you to be a blessing to others. And this cause is none other than the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, Jesus uh, was put on trial. And it was a kangaroo court, man. I mean, it was a mockery of a trial. They did it at night, which was illegal for them to do. They didn't care. And they hurled all these false accusations accusations at him. And you know what he did? The scripture says, he didn't defend himself. He didn't say a word. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 53, 7 says it like this. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Let's think about that. And maybe some of our social media activity. Mm-hmm. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not <laughs> his mouth. He commented not. That's good. Huh? He was led. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Let me tell you something. Jesus is being abused here. Yeah. Yeah. He's being falsely accused. And there's something we can learn from him. You don't always have to defend yourself. You don't always have to say something. Because when it is for a righteous reason, and when it is for his glory, just let him get the glory. And by, that, and by the way, he'll speak on your behalf. He'll take care of you. And after he had been falsely accused by the Jewish leaders, and they'd, they had... Declared that Jesus was worthy of death. Then they brought him before the Roman governor, a man by the name of Pontius Pilate. And in this verse of scripture that we're going to read, this is where our church found its name. In John chapter 18, verse 37, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Did you catch that? There's there's absolute certainty and conviction when Jesus declares, I was born for this cause. Wow. And his cause was so right that he's willing to die for it. He's willing to give everything for it. And his entire life is summarized by, I was born for this cause, and for this cause I have come into this world. God doesn't want you to die full of potential. Hmm? He wants you emptied out. Fully experiencing every potential he's put in you and prepared for you. So that when you lay your head down for the long one. You've experienced everything that he has for you. Now, and, and listen to me. He is not, this is the thing about the cause of God. It is not afraid of your mistakes. It's not rattled, it's not shaken by your failures. It's so much stronger than that. And, and God, God helps us in that. Where it says, where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. So that you would always think, I'm part of the cause. I'm still in the cause. I'm going forward. So you don't get bogged down. So you don't stop. So you don't quit. So you don't become discouraged and walk away. No, no, no. He's saying, hey, listen, it's a future and a hope. I don't care where you were yesterday. I'm telling you, there's something now for you. Look ahead. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. And, and if, you'll, if you'll continue to stay with that mindset, I'm living for his cause. I'm living for his cause. I'm not going to be moved by my circumstances or my poor choices. No, God loves me more than that. And boy, does he ever. Boy, does he ever. He loves you so much more than that. That was his cause. God so loved that he gave. Because for the cause of love. Amen. Amen. And you getting here, your arrival here on planet Earth may not have been, as I said, intended necessarily by your parents, but God God knew you all along. The Scripture says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Think about it. Before you were formed, before you were ever conceived, God knew you. Not Not just before you were born, but before you were conceived, He knew you. And He sanctified you. That means He set you apart for His purpose or for His cause. Life just gets bigger when you think about it like that. Of what you're a part of, and, and not just what, but who, who has designed this. This is a very personal, a relational experience yeah. Thank you. with a God who loves you. Yeah. Yeah. So let hope rise up in your life today. Because there is in every one of our lives a because factor. You, you, you're here where you are today because, because yeah. God has planned a plan and a purpose for your life, which is right. m- much greater than your issues. <laughs> and he has healing for your issues, too. Yes. Yes. So whatever messes that you've made in life, don't worry about it. Look around you. Thank you. Just look around you. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think we're here? Thank you. Huh? Why do you think we're here? We all got mess. We all have stuff, all right? So the thing that unites us is not necessarily our troubled lives and the trouble we make for ourselves, but the grace that comes to us. That's what unites us and that God is greater. God is greater. His cause is greater. His grace is greater. His His love is greater. Amen. This is what pulls us together. So Jesus, no doubt, Had to deal with a lot of stuff too. I mean, he started off messy, right? I mean, his first bed was a feeding trough. And then then he has to deal with this scrutiny hanging over his head. People whispering, talking to each other while he's walking by. His mother claimed she was a virgin when she had him. (laughs) That she got pregnant by God. Oh, don't think people didn't talk. And he sure doesn't look like Joseph, does he? <laughs> and as he grew and as he went into ministry, he, and this is what's incredible to me, it was church people that gave him the most trouble. People who were bound to a religious system And when he came to set the captives free, they couldn't deal with that. When he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, when he ate and drank with sinners, that we don't do that. (laughs) But he did. Because he said, I'm not here for the people that are well. I'm here for the sick. I'm here to make the sick whole. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. And these blind guides couldn't see him coming, couldn't embrace him. Gave him so much trouble. Persecuted him, always trying to catch him in his words, questioning his authority, and therefore received nothing from him. But it's just like Jesus has all these opportunities. And think about it for a moment. He has all these opportunities to fail. He has all these opportunities to give up. So much rejection, so much And yet he didn't because he knew the cause he was born for. He kept his eyes on the prize for this cause I've come in the world and for this cause I was born. Knowing, think about this, he said this to Pontius Pilate. The next thing that was happening was that Roman beating, that Roman scourge. Make no mistake, my family. Make no mistake, this wasn't no 39-stripe Jewish beating. Jesus was not beat by Jews. He was beat by Romans. Romans didn't care how many times they hit you. They beat you and beat you and beat you and beat you. And they were trained to beat a man within an inch of his life. Or they had this, what they called the flagellum. The cat of nine tails was a horrible, horrible instrument of torture. And his body was broken. I mean broken. And the scripture says that his, his image... His visage was so marred that you could not recognize him as a man. This is no little trickle coming out of this wrist, this wrist, here, one out of his feet. No, I mean, he was bloody from head to toe. He knew that was coming, and he says, I was born for this. you got to know the cause you're born for, being willing to go through something like that, go through that kind of suffering and endure it. Many people didn't even survive that Roman whipping post. It was God awful. Well, he did it. Why? There was a cause behind it so that you would be healed, so that you would never accept sickness or disease as anything but from the devil, but from this fallen world, because this is not God's design or purpose. He was wounded so you would be healed. Amen. And he would become the sin center of the universe. God would account Jesus as sin, in order so that he could die because he never did sin. So God had to blame him for all of our misdoings. And he did. God really did account it to him because he died. He can't die if God didn't really do that. If it's just allegorical. No, he made him the sin center of the universe. Why? What was the cause? So that you could become the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you. Thank you. And it says he, was, he hung on a tree. Well, there's a reason for that. Because it was a tree that got us in trouble in the first place. So he died on that tree, and the scripture said, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why did he do that? What was the cause? So that you would have the blessing of Abraham come upon your life. Yes. Yeah. That blessing of Abraham, that's a big blessing. It's massive. But I'll kind of sum it up like this. You, I will bless you, is what God said to him. And he's saying to you now through Jesus, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. Yes. In other words, I'll bless you, and then you'll act like me. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he became poor, stripped of everything. Stripped of everything so that you and I could become rich. And came in the likeness of sinful flesh. And he condemned sin in the flesh. The word became flesh. God became a man so that we, the sons of men, could become sons of God. This was the cause to redeem us, to reconcile us back to God. And Jesus went through all of it. He was willing to do whatever it took for that cause. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I've got to finish up here. Can I have those glasses right <laughs> walked right off. Thank you, babe. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> R- uh, Romans chapter 12, let's bring that up for just a moment. This is the message translation. a poetic expression of the scriptures. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a translation, but a poetic expression. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? The body doesn't get its meaning because I'm in the body. I get my meaning because I'm in the body. Oh, that's good. That's good, Pastor Eric. Thank you. So what do we do? What's the point here? Well, Hebrews teaches us to let us stir one another up in love. Stir one another up in love and good works. Huh? This is why we're here. You know what that word stir up means? It means to irritate and to agitate. That didn't happen in church ever, I know, but to irritate one another. Don't let each other get comfortable. Don't let each other uh, 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 lay out a church. Huh? You see somebody that's not here? Call them up. Stir them up. Stir them up. Say, Listen, we've got a cause we're gathered around and we can't do this without you. We need you here. Amen. So we stir one another up in love and good works. In love and good works. Encourage one another. That's why we give testimonies too. So that we can hear what God is doing in each other's lives. To stir each other up. Because And help us to continue to see the bigger picture. Help us to see the cause of Christ. And God called us and he's and he saved us. As a result of saving us, he also called us. Those two came together. But I, wanna, I want you to just uh, think about something. I'll leave this with you to think about, all right? Many people, we, have, we understand or we get this vision or this think about this cause. because Vision's good. Vision is important for your life. And it's something that you possess, but the cause possesses you. It's a whole different deal. That's what motivates, what gets you up out of bed. You know, keeps you energized. It helps that vision go forward in your life. But too many times we're overlooking what we already have to accomplish or to fulfill or to do our part in this cause. And it's what we have many times in our hand. That is in our possession. It's already in us. It's already with us. So what is it? Why do people pursue what's in their heart and overlook what's in their hand. Just a couple of things to think about. Because what's in your hand involves pressure at times. What's in your hand involves discipline. It takes diligence on your part to develop. But what's in your heart is romantic. You just want to dream. And that's good, but that's not all there is. What's in your hand is present. It's familiar. Boring, maybe. While what's in your heart is more distant and mysterious. Don't despise what God has put in your hand. Don't overlook it. Don't minimize it. Don't underestimate it. Because also, maybe another reason why is because what's in your hand looks like you. But what's in your heart looks like what you want to look like. But see what's in your hand and understand that what's in your hand is going to launch you into what's in your heart. That's why he has gifted each and every one of you. And when we bring all this together in one place, we really see the power and the glory of it. Because you are his glory. And ultimately, you are his cause. And so are other people out there that don't know it. Other people out there that are aimless, who are lost, and that's why you're in their lives. To help connect them to this cause. Father, thank you for this time together with your precious people. Thank you for the cause of Christ. The cause for our King and His kingdom. Lord, may your cause burn in our hearts. And Lord, may we on the practical level see what it is that you've gifted us with what it is that is in our hand and what we can do in contributing to the cause with what we have father thank you for your great love with which you loved us that no matter how we got here no matter what kind of upbringing we may have had or the things we've experienced the good the bad the ugly there's something greater there's something greater There's something more real than what we're seeing with our own eyes. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And as your agents on this earth, you need us to declare on this earth, in our situation, in our workplace, in our home, in our community, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This cause that you've been connected to. You've been called to be a co-laborer with Christ. Imagine that. Think about that. To be saved is an amazing thing. And to even imagine that you could do something for God, but God says, no, 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 no. You're not doing something for me. You're doing it with me. We are together in this thing, laboring together. And Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build my church. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us alongside your building project. Because we know, Lord, whatever you're building, it will not fail. Thank you, Father, for helping each person here, each member, each each individual, to find their place and to serve in that place and to give everything that they have for the greater cause. That, Lord, we can function as a healthy, strong, and vibrant body in our city that we'll be a bright light a city set on a hill thank you Father God for these precious parts that you've brought here today so that Lord we can sense the wholeness the bigness the grandeur of your cause and I pray for your blessing upon every home here today every home peace and grace be multiplied to them From God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.